Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on today's masterclass. We've got an awesome class um, and an awesome guest speaker here today. Uh, just a quick um, update. Willie is actually in a training class all day today, and Brian is actually um, off today. So I will be taking over the masterclass today from 1 to 2 p.m. and interviewing our guest speaker. Um, I'm just going to pull up our, our course syllabus. Let me just share my screen. Okay. Brenda, can you see that? Yeah. All right. So if you're just joining us today or if you've been with us since July 20th, um, this is actually our last um, lesson today for module four, which is the buyer lead generation. We started out in early July or end of July um, on module one, talking about lead generations and building the right lead pillars for success. Uh, module two focused on using social media to leverage your business. We did an introduction to Canva and how to use it for marketing. Um, and module three took us through seller lead generation where we talked about the pre and post listing process, um, the 14 step process, and then using a listing presentation um, on every single appointment. So we've actually gone through a lot of different modules, a lot of different lessons. Um, if you missed any of these, and you're not a part of our Facebook group, um, we have a private masterclass Facebook group page on Facebook. So if you are not on that, please send me an email, trulison at mrgteam.com, and we will make sure to get you on there. All the recordings are there, the documents and the worksheets. Um, and today I'm very excited. We are in our last lesson right now for module four, which is the buyer lead generation. So we've already talked about buyer expectations, the checklist, using a buyer presentation and how to write winning offers to set your offers apart from the rest. So today we actually have an awesome speaker. She is a real estate salesperson from Miranda Real Estate Group. She has been ranked in our top five agents here at Miranda year after year, and she is also ranked top 10% of realtors in our market. So I just wanna bring on agent Brenda Mayette. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for having yeah. me today, Trisha. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a sec here. Right. Thank you so much for coming on the call, Brenda. And I know you have so much value and so much knowledge to share with us today. So I think everybody is in for a really awesome call today. Oh, I hope I deliver. <laughs> yeah. You always do. So I just wanted to start off the call by just, you know, having you share a little bit about your background with us. Um, you have an interesting background from where you came from to where you are now. Um, so I just wanted you to share that with us and then how you got into real estate. Uh, my background is actually in healthcare. I started uh, my professional world as a clinical dietitian, moved up the ranks and um, long story short, when two hospitals merged, I lost my position on Halloween of 2007. I then went to work for a nonprofit as their medical education director. And when the first quarter of 09 hit, I lost my position. Um, everybody thought healthcare is stable. Why, why are you experiencing two layoffs in a year and a half? Um, at a time when, as we'll remember, the economy was not so hot, I decided to take matters into my own hands and not be at the mercy of um, somebody else's decision for my, my work life. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to go into real estate. People thought I was crazy. Um, real estate was always something I was intrigued by. Uh, it's, it, it looked easy and fun. And, and why not, right? We know it's fun, but we also know it's definitely not easy. <laughs> 
So in July of 09, I got my license and, and here we are. Yes. No, that's great. And I know, um, Brenda, with being in the healthcare field and now being in real estate, you had an employee mindset and then you you had to kind of shift to this entrepreneur mindset. Can you kind of give us some more information about that? Like, was it challenging? Um, what, what was your kind of day to day with adjusting um, to that? Willie, Willie makes fun of me because I think for the first six months, I, I always said my, my insides were just shaking and I definitely walked around with that deer in the headlight look. Um, but fortunately, I did have an employee mindset and that employee mindset made me get up, get dressed and go to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um I had the benefit of being quickly enrolled in the Brian Buffini 100 Days to Greatness program, and we would go to that. Willie would present once a week, and we would leave with homework. Well, when when your boss tells you to do something, you go and do it. So I would do the pot pies and the personal notes and the phone calls, and I just did what I was told, and I didn't think that there really was any other option, quite frankly. Um, So it's funny to me when people say, well, you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, you do. Right, um, right. <laughs> I'm also naturally competitive um, and, you know, my my own self-starter. So all of that kind of combined to to help launch my my career. But by no means was it an easy launch. Um, I as I mentioned, I got my license in July. My first closing wasn't until December. And my second closing was in March. Now, for a household that was used to mm-hmm. um, a salary and benefits, that was an adjustment for all of us. Um, but we kept on keeping on. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. And I feel like, Brenda, you're the perfect person to show that, like, if you do the activities, like you said, if you get up and you're committed every single day, and you write the personal notes and you do the Popeyes and you build your database. You're the you're the t- the perfect example of if you do the activities, the results will follow. I mean, you've been able to right. now sustain a very successful real estate career over 13 years. Right. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, everybody within my circle thought of me for nutrition. They food mm-hmm. and nutrition questions, food and nutrition, chit chat. That was that was me. And I had to help convert my uh, sphere of influence from food and nutrition to housing. So that that was that was fun to do also. Yeah. And and can you share like an example of how you did that? Just trying well, to convert them? Um re, so I social media, Popeyes, personal notes, phone calls, you know, all of those things that are within our control. That human to human interaction, reminding people, hey, I'm in real estate now. That's great. So that when they think of you, they think that when they think of real estate, they think of you. Right, right. Okay. So I have um, a question here. So we were talking about um, on one of the lessons in this module on how to set expectations with your buyers. And especially in this changing market, interest rates are continuing to increase. Inventory is remaining low. Um, I'm just curious to see what conversations are you having with your buyers to keep them motivated? Is it the, the one we've been hearing like at the Real Estate Success Summit? marry the house date the rate or is it something else marry the house date the rate is that not the best that is like the tagline for 2022 right um that's a good one i have been hearing myself use that a lot um i think also I know yesterday I was speaking with a, a new buyer whose whose fiance is very, very nervous about entering into the market. And mm-hmm. we talked about the benefits of homeownership. 
Um, so, so just that pride of home ownership, having a place to call your own, having control over it, having some of the financial benefits of it. Um, that's not ever going to change, you know, based mm -hmm. on a, an interest rate, but also keeping in mind that, um, oh my God, where is I going with this? <laughs> I just said, yes, marry the house, date the rate. Um, there's always a great reason to be a homeowner. When you rent a house, it, that's 100% interest, mm -hmm. right? There's no equity there. So, mm -hmm. and we also were talking about the concept of averages. Averages, we, we're just coming off of really low interest rates. Here we are at what we're told has been, you know, historic levels. Mm -hmm. Average means it could go higher than this too, right? Right. So, you know, the, the, the time is now. If you want to be a homeowner, be a homeowner. Oh, I know where mm -hmm. I was originally going. Turn mm -hmm. off the news. Turn yes. off the news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's it. I said, you know what? You have your local real estate resource now. It's me. We'll talk about what's really happening, boots on the ground, when we get out there and decide, mm -hmm. you know, what community you're, you're looking in. Turn off the news, stop the noise, and let's dial in on making your goal a reality. I love that. And you did an awesome video about that recently that you posted on social media where you said that people aren't reading all of the headlines and that you really exactly. need to contact your real estate local expert to get the scoop. Yeah, a local newspaper was running information about California. This is not California. Right. You know, I, I know that things that start in the West eventually move east, but that takes time. Yeah. And who cares what's happening in California? I mean, you know, I don't mean to sound flip, but we're talking about real estate let's talk about the capital region not california agreed so my next question here is um and i know you and i talked about this prior to the call but uh do you have a home buying plan checklist or something to give to your buyers on the appointment or when you're meeting with them to provide them a, a process of purchasing a home so i do know you sent me something but i know you have something in your hand too do so i have these pre-stocked, if you will, um, buyer folders that when I show up at the, the first real visit, they will get the folder from me. What's in the folder, the timeline, um, some information about me, some things not to do when, when you're buying a home, like switch jobs and, uh, you know, be a co-signer on a loan, that sort of thing. And then all of those things that the Department of State wants us to include, like the agency form on um, fair housing in a buyer's agency agreement. So just putting something into somebody's hand provides that that perceived value, if you will. And then, you know, if we're talking buyers, we're the first time I meet with them is typically at a showing. So they're mm -hmm. going to get the, the property reports too. And I usually spend some time showing them on the property report the things that I really zero in on. Um, number of bedrooms, number of baths, where to find that, what kind of utilities, days on market to help them understand at what point the seller might be um, in their mindset. If it's, you know, one day on market, the, the seller's all, you know, top dollar, we're, we're not budging. Um, but if it's 83 days on market, we might have some opportunity here. Looking at original list price versus current list price as a reflection mm -hmm. of days on market. 
Um, and then did I mention utilities? Those are really the, the four areas that I key in on um, and show them, you know, um, orient them to those those full market reports um, that, that we generate from the, the multiple listing service. I usually then go in and just give them a general idea about the house and say, hey, listen, we're, we're going into a house. Keep in mind that we're probably being listened to and or watched. So mm -hmm. don't say anything that you wouldn't say to their face. Yeah. Um, that always gets a little That's chuckle great. out of them. That's <laughs> and sometimes I say that to remind myself. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you, you get yapping, right? Um, let's focus on the things that, that will be here when when you would move in let's not focus on their color choices or furniture displays or such um yeah and and then we then we go into the house and i watch i watch their body language i watch the things that they really pay attention to and i watch the things they don't pay attention to um and then we regroup outside and and talk about it all that's great I love the amount of value that you bring to the appointment because, you know, there's some agents out there who make a showing and they don't even bring the full agent report or they, they don't bring anything. Right. They're just opening a door and oh, just keep me posted. But you're bringing so much value. You're showing them how professional you are, how educated you are and knowledgeable in this market, which is so great. People have over 4,000 choices and agents, you know, you want them to call you back and I'll explain to them, you know, we're. Hopefully we're going to the prom, the prom being the closing table, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm going to invest my time, my talents, and my treasures in sharing the journey of their house hunt. Um, mm -hmm. All I ask from them is open communication. You know, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what's working. Let me know what's not working. I will, getting back to your original question about expectations, I will set the expectation with them that A, this is your journey and what your coworker, your family member, your friend who just bought a house, what they went through is different. We're doing this your style. But I want you to know you might fall in love with the first house that comes your way. Mm -hmm. It's probably, you know, I usually tell them if I can get into at least four houses with you, I'm going to be better eyes and ears for you when we're not together. Because, again, I'm going back and I'm watching them. And my goal for every buyer is sounds corny, but that's Brenda. I want to see them sparkle so that mm -hmm. when we go into a house, I, I already know they like it or don't like it before they tell me. And it's right. funny because I'll often make a little note at the bottom. And then when they say I don't like it, I'll be like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and and that helps to enhance my credibility too, that I'm working with them. We are yes. a team. I'm not just looking to sell a house. Yeah, that you care about what they want. You care about the journey and that you're along for the ride with them. Right. Right. And I'll tell them, too, you know, I am not a home inspector. I'm not a structural engineer. Mm -hmm. I'm just a girl who's been in way too many houses. So <laughs> I will point out the good, bad and the ugly, not for anything except for you to look at it and you tell me if it's an issue. Right. No, that's great. And I have up. Can you see on the screen here your home sale timeline? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I know this is in part of your folder that you bring and you give along to them. But is there anything you want to, you know, touch upon? Yeah, on that? click to the next one. It's the home okay. home buyer. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, yeah. It just depends on who the audience is. So the first one was would be something that I give to sellers. And then this one would, would be um, for the buyer. Awesome. I love how you have that checked off too. call Agent Brenda. There you go. 
You already did it. I love it. And then anything, Brenda, you want to um, touch upon on this page or share? No, you know, this just gives them a nice overview because I, I do remind them of the obvious. I do this every day. They don't. Mm -hmm. um, one of one of my missions is great communication throughout the process so that they're they don't ever wonder what's going on so when we get to the point where we're under contract they will get weekly emailed updates from me um, about where we're at and whether or not that's normal you know um, phrases like all continues to unfold as it should for the purchase of your house you know, that that sort of reassuring statement, because we all know that once you get through inspections, it's a hurry up and wait phase. Right. And, and this is there as a reference. Um, I'm not sure how often they look at it based on the questions that I get. <laughs> but it's there again for the reference, depending on how detail oriented they are. Well, that's great. And I know you have here the Ten Commandments of Buying a Home, which I loved. Great. Yeah, I, I do have to say that I'm not, we're going to change the title of this going forward. I just don't like the religious aspect. Not that I'm, yeah. I'm not anti-religion, but I don't want to offend anybody by right. referencing yep. the nope. commandments, you know. So, no, I totally... anyway, <laughs> but I digress. You... <laughs> You go over this with them though, because I know, like, I, I know, you know, the lender is also going over these things, but oh, so yeah, but depending but, um, on the lender, they they might not be. So when right. we get to the point, you know, there's so much information we can throw at people all at once. So part of this whole process is is kind of, um, you know, pull, pulling out what's appropriate for that phase that you're in. So when we do get to the point where an offer has been accepted, I will remind them, hey, listen, don't go in, in your fit of excitement. Don't go buying all new furniture for your house this weekend. Yeah. Don't buy a new car. Don't mm -hmm. don't co-sign a loan. Um, just uh, stop. Yes. No, that's and great. I'll explain to them why. You know, I explained yep. to them called underwriters that, that will never meet and they are going to repull your credit before closing and you want to be in as good a shape if not better mm -hmm. then than you are now definitely no that's great all right so i'm going to stop sharing here okay all right so my next one is which i'm i'm always excited to talk about because i feel like you do an awesome job with work-life balance and you're you're able to run a successful real estate business, but you spend a lot of time with your family. You do, you give back to your community, you do client events, you just, you're, you're able to vacation and you really just, when I think of work-life balance, I think of you, Brenda. And Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, so I just wanna know, how do you manage your time when you're working with buyers? I know in, in this market, a lot of times, especially coming from COVID when you, you had to run to get to the, you know, as soon as it got listed on the MLS, you had to get them in the car and meet your buyers right then and there. Um, but I know, how do you do it with buyers? Like, as far as like, um, I guess I'm looking for like, even just like checking in with them. Like, do you have a cutoff for them? Do you have specific days that you only show them? How do you manage that time when working with them? You know, especially in this market, I feel like it's tough to put a defined, I don't show houses on this day. You know, within yeah. our company, we have that that 
awesome opportunity to call upon our colleagues for support if needed. Um, my family knows that Agent Brenda needs to make hay when the sun shines. Um, I try to, if I show houses on Saturday, I try not on Sunday and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, during the week, of course, you're going to as the need arises. So I think in this market, I do make myself a little bit more available to buyers because time is not on our side yet to, to right. you know, wait three days before you get out there. So letting them know also, hey, you're buying a house. We're not grabbing a jug of milk on the way home. I need you to make this a priority too. You know, mm -hmm. if, if we're managing our schedule around them, they, they need to kind of help too. And yes, you know, it's gotta so, be like meet in the middle there. You gotta meet in the exactly, middle. Exactly. Exactly. I'll typically let them know, Hey, sellers usually need 24 hours notice. So when you tell me that there's an address you're really interested in, please make sure you do a drive by. All it takes is one bad drive by and they quickly realize that it's not just me being lazy. Um, yeah. And, and I'll remind them, see, you learn the value of a drive-by. It's okay. Right. Um, and it, it just underscores their commitment to that piece of it. And then I tell them, so I tell them, do the drive-by and give me at least 24 hours notice. And then we get in there. That's perfect. And yep. what about, what about as far as like um, phone calls, like at night <clears throat> or like all throughout the day, you know, like if, if somebody calls you and it's like, if it's a buyer and they call you at eight o'clock at night, I have to see this house tomorrow morning. I'm just wondering, like, do you have a cutoff um, or like don't a rule? Do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. Isn't that funny? Um, <clears throat> but it's because you set that expectation. Well, I also, I don't set the expectation of I won't answer my phone after this time, because let's yeah. face it, there are days, there are people that you will answer it for. Right. right? In general, I can tell you that after 6 p.m., I really don't look at my email. Okay. Um, I'll keep an eye on my phone and I'll probably, I'll respond to a text or a call from, from 6 to 8. But I can tell you, most people really, really don't bother me with that. I don't know. Maybe I've scared them. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, that's great because you have your family time then. So. Well, yeah, but but I don't ever package it as, you know, this is this is my family. I'll, I'll answer it if I can, you know. Right. And, and I, I think they're just respectful also. But I've also told them, too, like, you know, we're not going to run out and see. We don't have to see house Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Like, let's batch them together. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to be more helpful for the buyer too to go from one to the next to the next. You get a better comparison. And then we as agents who, again, are watching that body language, um, listening to their comments, can help them move forward more efficiently in the process mm -hmm. to see what they what they really want. And then at the end of any buyer outing, it's, hey, do we need to adjust your criteria at all? Because keep in mind, too, that as I've set up their flex um, searches, I'm getting copied on those, too. So going back to phone calls, I'll look to see what was sent to them. And, you know, hey, did you see that one on 123 Main Street? Mm -hmm. um, you know, why aren't we going? Why aren't we coordinating schedules yet? That sort of thing. No, I love that. And, and I love how you're you're being a lot more efficient with your time than other agents. Right. You're you're not you're packaging the showings together. You know, you're having them do drive by, which really leverages your time and their time as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't want to, there, there's nothing worse than wasting your time to go in and see a house in a location or whatever that you know they hate, but that drive-by just, they didn't do it. So, you know, sellers cleaned, so you might as well go check it out. Yeah. But, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day, and it's what are we going to make the priority? So you see, this is my checklist. I'm an old-fashioned mm-hmm. girl. Uh, I write everything down on my calendar. Everything before I walk out of this office at night, it's right down my list for the next day. Um, and then we take it from there. Yeah, and we um, we hosted uh, the Real Estate Success Summit. It was on October 19th, and we had 250 of our local real estate agents come to the Desmond, and Brenda was actually on the career agent panel uh, talking about how she's been able to sustain such a successful career over the past 13 years, and you said that. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, exactly. and you are very organized. Like You have your checklist. When I think of you, you have your checklist and you know your numbers. Those are other things because you know when you've had a good month and you know when maybe the month wasn't what you expected. Do you want to kind of um, elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, right here next to me is my my daily uh, production tracker. So things like how many personal notes did I send? How many showings? um, Even how many meetings did I I go to? appointments did I send my service for life newsletter or an EDDM and how many social media posts did I do so yesterday being the first of the month I added all of those up for October and then I put it into an Excel spreadsheet and then I look at how did that compare from the month prior and how did it compare from the year prior and then I do such a goober um, I love it. <laughs> then I do a monthly reflection uh, just a general summary of what happened in the month, uh, what were my successes and what are my opportunities. Um, again, sounds probably ridiculous on the listener's end. Um, and really, 15 minutes, that's done. It's, it's not like that encompasses my whole day on the first of each mm-hmm. month. Um, 15 minutes, you're done. But it gives you a nice reset, a nice calibration of where am I at and Mm -hmm. maybe maybe why am I not where I think I should be right now and I think you've been Brenda doing this for so long that like you've been doing the reflection and the tracking for so long that I mean it probably doesn't take you very long at all you know exactly what you to expect you know what you're doing I mean it's just a template kind of each month that you're doing Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I I can't help but think, too, that, you know, some people out there will be like, well, her kids are older. It's easier. They were they were in school when they were what eight and 13 when I started this adventure. And they're involved in all kinds of stuff. They're athletes who are traveling all summer. Um, They're still Kelly's in college and she's she's a D1 uh, softball pitcher. So I'm now it just means games aren't down the street. They're, you know, hours away. But again, Mm -hmm. that's the cool part about real estate is uh, I take it on the road. Yes. Yeah. And I think, too, with your um, going back to just your tracking, it's a great way to show like when you've had a great month or when, you know, you you thought the month was going to be better. Right. When you haven't had a not so great month. And you're able to, through your Excel sheet, probably figure out why you didn't and kind of pull from that, like use that data right. to sort of target your next month. Exactly. It's not just pixie dust that, that mm-hmm. you know, results in, in our, our success. It's it's about the activities that we can control, right? So mm-hmm. when we zero, 
in on those things, yeah, we can we can see what what's ahead in terms of our success. If you've got big fat goose eggs on social media and personal notes and telephone calls, yeah, your your next 60, 90 day cycle is probably not going to be so great. Yes, no, for sure. So, Brenda, we've been talking to um, as part of the module, we talked about um, making writing winning offers and, you know, providing offers that are setting really your offers apart from others in the market. Um, and we talked about how having a, a strong offer is key. And some of the things we talked about was using an escalation clause, a personal love letter, maybe um, increasing the earnest money deposit. But is there anything that you're seeing out there with your buyers that's getting the offers accepted for you? Or is there something that you continuously use? Um, so I do have a handout about multiple offers. I don't include that in that initial packet because let's wait and see if we get there. And yeah. again, there's so much that, that we can, um, so much information we can give to everybody at the first visit. You don't want to totally overwhelm them. And you do mm -hmm. want to have nuggets of value to continue to offer at subsequent um, follow-ups. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of agents are forgetting about is the value of that agent-to-agent -agent relationship and the value of the other professionals that we collaborate with, namely attorneys and lenders. You know, if your lender will send a, a video or maybe just a follow-up phone call to that listing agent and assure them that, hey, I know you got an offer from Brenda Mayette, let me tell you about her clients. You know, they're solid. I'm committed. We're going to get to this to the closing table. Sometimes that's the difference. Um, we all know that there are some agents who are easier to work with than others. Mm -hmm. So making sure that we're behaving so that when that group of people comes together in the sandbox, it's it's a healthy play day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just reminding clients of the business side of it. Yes, it's offer price, but let's put in a sizable good faith deposit to show your mm -hmm. real skin in the game. Let's make sure that that they know you have some money, so put putting down as much as you can, but also managing your finances and being respectful of that. I don't want to, as a buyer's agent, encourage waiving inspections, but maybe raising that threshold of mm -hmm. definition of major defect. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, the, the love letters, eh, I usually try to tell the other agents something about my clients, but yeah. with fair housing, it seems like you can only tell them that they're people who breathe. Um, <laughs> you know, people who breathe, they like your house, they want to live in it. <laughs> yes, yes. And Brenda's referring to the um, the personal love letters that you can write, that your buyers can write, um, but they do have to um, make sure that they're following the fair housing guidelines um, to not discriminate. There are some good ones out there. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some good ones out there that, that yes. I've kept as uh, examples mm -hmm. of how to do it the right way without violating such, but um, it, it can be a challenge. Yeah, no, it definitely can. And I think a lot of the success from the letters comes from pointing out like the location and basically focusing on the property, you know, what yep. some features of the property and the surrounding area. Um, but I definitely think there's a lot of um, success with them as well. But I love how you tell the listing agent about your clients and do you um when you do submit the offer i know we talked about this as well when willie and i have received uh, multiple offers and we've been on the list side it is maddening to get 17 pdfs and you're trying oh to piece word, yes. everything together 
Yes. And we always, you know, oh. when we submit a uh, yes. packet, you know, it's it's one it's one PDF. It's got everything in it. Everything is signed. It's and, all and typed. It's not handwritten. Yes. It's like Christmas yes. morning, right? You're like, oh, thank you. And and mm -hmm. I will go so far as to point out to my sellers when I'm on that side of a transaction that that hey, little things matter, and I want you to know, mm -hmm. like you know, because sometimes let's face it. We, you might get six offers and three of them are really the same. Sometimes yeah. it all comes down to, does the agent have their act together? Right. Because yeah. I, I kind of think too, like in the beginning, and I know at the, the summit, I know Chris had touched on this as well, but like the details do matter. And it's like, if, if an they agent do. can't figure out how to get a, an offer over to you or figure out how to get every, you know, every buyer to sign the offer, you know what I mean? Or initial, it's like, how are they going to be when the inspection comes? How are they going to be when the appraisal is done? How are, you know, in the follow-up? You just wonder exactly. and you question those. Exactly. And as we hand off those transactions to the attorneys, I personally want everything, you know, neat and tidy and complete. Because mm -hmm. let's face it, we're making a lot more money in these transactions than they are. Um, I would like to present a professional package to the attorneys with a detailed summary so mm -hmm. that everything gets off to a, a smooth start. Um, right. I think it just it just helps everybody. Absolutely. So I have um, another question as well. So um, so with you being in real estate for the past 13 years and, you know, you've continued to just maintain that successful career. How do you do it? Like, is there do you do, you do anything to grow your business? I know you're on calls like this. I know you're participating in the real estate success summit. Um, I know you're giving back. You're helping other agents at our company. Um, you help us too on these calls, but is, is there anything like, I don't know if there's any books or webinars, anyone you're following on social media that that's really giving Magic. you some more nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's the thing is there is no magic in this business, but I think we have to stay committed to learning how to continuously grow without mm -hmm. making us crazy because a lot of the success does lie in the very basic foundational principles of not being a secret agent and managing the tasks that you can manage. So tracking the numbers and doing that, um, that 12 week plan works well for me, you know, participating in accountability groups. Um, right now I'm listening to Atomic Habits on Audible and I'm, um, the, the book I hold is is one about LinkedIn. Um, I recently read, let's see, this was my latest read was Average Socks. And I know you referred that to Willie and he's reading I that. I did. I did. It was fun to move a book up the chain. Um, winning, Tim Grover. Shut Up and Listen was a good one. These books by Lee Brown, Lee Brown are great little books. They're, they're little, oh. I mean, they're. Yeah. So um, I am in some account of an accountability group where we also are kind of like a book club too. So, yeah. um, so that's fun. And it's always these types of books. It's, you know, not romance novels, um, <laughs> but yes, trying to always engage my brain. Um, social media is tough because Yes, there's tons of agents that I follow, both locally and nationally. But I think social media, for me anyway, 
makes me sometimes wonder if I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. so I have to, I, I think it's, it's the old, it's all about social media. Everybody's lives look perfect. Yes. Right. Um, so I have to block some of that mm -hmm. noise because I start to question myself. So a lot of times it's like sharing with agent Brenda today. Um, <laughs> a lot of times I'll go in and just post what I have to post and, and then, then get out. Um, and Brenda, you, you mentioned social media. I just want to bring up yep. your social media page because you do a great job. You're a natural on video. You are able to kind of, you you do a great job about posting different things as well. You know, you, you're on a showing and you find something unique and you point that out and you add a post or your testimonials, you're, you do a great job of sharing stories of your clients. So I'm just going to kind of go through some of your social media here. Sure. If you want me to stop. Um, I also have your Instagram as well that we'll take a peek okay. at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we are on the hike. Yeah. And, and <laughs> on our you know, it's funny. I don't know if they changed their algorithm, but all of a sudden, um, like, I'm getting a lot more engagement on my post. Maybe it's just a fun time of year. But we have to remember that people are interested. And like Willie often reminds us, a lot of us are, we're celebrities in our own backyard, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's not bragging what you put up there. Um, don't don't be backwards about coming forward, as my father would say. Um, find you find yourself on there. You know, don't, don't try to emulate another person. Just, just be you on there and you will start to attract people who you're going to gel best with. And that makes, oh my God, that makes business so much fun. Yes. And um, I just have here the, so this was um, what we were kind of referring to earlier about the real estate success summit. Um, and here is Brenda's post about it. Let me just kind of come down here. And, and guys, you know, I forgot to mention, if you have any questions for Brenda, uh, just put them right in the chat and then I will answer them. Let me pull this over here. I think we do have a question here, Brenda, before we'll, we'll go right back into that. Okay. Um, you know, I do use Canva to um, just, just have some branding on my social media. That's where you'll see the testimonials that just listed and the just sold. I'm a little superstitious. I don't do under contract posts. Um, very rarely will you see that, um, but I do the just listed and just solds. Yeah, and this question is actually asking, um, basically talking about um, uh, explaining a seller credit and how it affects Commission. I think this is actually, it's kind of pricing strategy for um, targeting off-market properties. Um, I know Willie mentions um, a couple of things about this, so I can get back to that person offline on that. But I just want to kind of go back to um, Brenda's here, her Facebook here. Here's her and Willie and Anthony Lamacchia. Okay, there's Willie and Sherry, Brenda and Shana, and Anthony and John. But here she is on the panel here. And and this was at the Desmond. It, it, it was a phenomenal um, event. It was awesome. A lot of great nuggets, a lot of great takeaways. Um, we have David Schwartz here, Brenda Mayette, Chris Callahan, and Fran Callahan. So th this was the career agent panel. And there's Brenda speaking. Brenda, you know, do you I want to talk about the experience or share anything? Oh, my God. That, that day was 
amazing. I left there so energized. There was such great energy in the room. That panel was so much fun to be a part of. Um, and I think everybody left there with at least one golden nugget, you know, to apply to their business. It was, it was well executed and I look forward to it next year. Yeah. Um, with shows like HGTV and I don't, I don't watch them. So I don't even know their, their names readily. Um, but I think a lot of people think they know what it's like to be a real estate agent. So I think with social media, there's an opportunity there to, to teach people. And that's what I always try to do. Um, you know, get them to know you a bit so that when you show up on their doorstep for the appointment, they feel like they already know you. And it's, it's that much easier, you know, connecting them with the business side of, of real estate, but also use it as an opportunity to, to teach them. You know, we have, we need to have continuing education, you know, so uh, and also just to enhance the credibility. That's why I wanted them to know that I was a panelist. Like I'm the real deal. You know, I'm not just, this is, isn't just a hobby. I don't just walk around and look at houses and figure out where to put your couch every day, you know? So um, I think there's an opportunity here to help us all within the industry, maybe, maybe raise the, the level of professionalism, if you will. Definitely. And we have a question here, Brenda, one sec, just trying to pull it up here. Let's see here. All right. So it said, um, let's see. So we have Brenda, I enjoyed listening to you on the panel so much. Did you have a mentor when getting started? If so, how did you choose that person? Great question. I yeah, that is a great question. And having a mentor is so, so important when you're starting off in this business, because what they teach you in licensing class, you know, just like, I don't know, school in general, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I do support education, <laughs> but but the real life stuff. Yes. Um, Colleen Traficani was my mentor and she was phenomenal. Um Colleen's been in the business for a long time. She did not let me get away with anything. Um, <laughs> Very <laughs> she, knowledgeable. She she was fantastic and i didn't choose her um the the company paired us up and um yeah yeah but colleen was awesome and uh brenda do you recommend like what do you recommend in choosing a mentor like i know we the company had paired you guys up but for somebody who's newer or um somebody who has been in the business for a while but looking for a mentor what are some of the things that you would recommend that they seek out for that mentor um, obviously somebody with experience, um, somebody who's going to be available, mm -hmm. um, but that, that, you know, yeah, that they have to be available for you. You're, you're learning this brand new business, somebody that, that you can respect and, you know, it's, it's not, you're not looking for a new bestie. You're looking for a teacher. Yeah. So find somebody with experience that you can respect and learn from and just, just do it. Yeah. And I think to somebody who shares, you know, maybe the, the same goal that you do, you know, if, if there's somebody who is selling 30 homes a year and you want to sell 30 homes a year and they're doing a great job and they have similar values and in the way that you want to do your, run your business, maybe link up with them, you know, hook yeah. up with them. Or something, you know, like I, I had no idea. I look back to 
I had no idea what my expectations were in this business. I had no idea how much money you could make. I had no idea how much money it was going to cost to get ramped up. Um, I guess I was a little bit clueless for a long time. <laughs> so, but you so were I new. Just, so yeah, I think that's I think that's normal. I hope so. Well, it worked it, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it worked very well. <laughs> And Brenda, I have here, can you see um, the screen that I'm sharing here? It's your Instagram page. Yeah. So I just wanted you to kind of talk about maybe this post that you did. And I can. Oh my God, this is funny. Hold on, so this I'm not is, sure if you can hear it. Yeah, this is a 31 second one take video on Halloween. <laughs> can you hear Brenda? I can hear it, yeah. Wrong agent. Absolutely. <laughs> so we were waiting for trick-or-treaters. That's my eldest daughter, Jennifer. And um, she has learned she, she's studying for her doctorate and is is home doing such with us and has learned a lot about real estate. So uh yeah, we were sitting there waiting for trick-or-treaters. So let's do a quick video. Um, you know, I I think Henry, our dog, he's been on a couple of couple of posts. Um, again, it just gets people, what little nuggets can you share? Don't overthink it, just do it. You know, the, the whole message of that is it doesn't have to be scary. Just get right. the right agent and figure it out. You know, people mm -hmm. have bought houses at seven, eight plus percent interest rates. You know, it's happened before. Right. You know, we're doing and it again. It's, it's okay and you get a lot of great you know engagement and feedback on your videos because it's it's you right it, it's your genuine personality and you have such you're so positive and and just you have such a great sense of humor that people just love watching your videos thank you usually yeah. the videos happen when something has happened in my world that either really irritates me <laughs> or really really excites me um, yeah. but it's all, all about the packaging of it right <laughs> no but that's great but it's good that when that does happen that you take the next step forward and turn it into a video yeah yeah i can't so I, I i could do them every day i you know i try to do them at least twice a week yeah not always the best with that but we try and what do you do as far as posting so i know we have your instagram up and i didn't see that video on your facebook do you post certain things to instagram and then certain things to Facebook, do you link it and you automatically, it automatically feeds from Instagram to Facebook? Can you share more about like your process? The process little, with that? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a weirdo. So I do manage my own social media. Um, I have this pet peeve that, you know, at in the morning I'll go through, I'll go through social media quick just to see what I missed overnight and wish people a happy birthday. Um, and then at night I do this, I do a, a quick scroll also. One of my pet peeves is when I scroll through Facebook, then I go to Instagram and I see all the same things. So I try to mix it up. Um, know that Facebook is for old people. Um, <laughs> and you'll often see, you'll see more of the stories on Facebook because while it may have changed, I'm still of that mindset that mm -hmm. Facebook is the words in the story and Instagram is supposed to be more about the picture. Um, so I, I don't know if that's still true, but that that's what's still in my brain. Um, so 
you will like yes i did not put that video on facebook because i just i had a good picture of me and henry and jen and my good witch uh sign and that was it for halloween so mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been also doing a little bit of my own little experiment to see what's clicking with the audience where right. um so that that's been that's been kind of interesting um but yeah i you won't always see the same thing. Some things like a just listed or just sold. But again, you're going to see more of the story on Facebook. Right. What about um, as far as like posting? Like, do you have I know I know like with the video posting it when it comes to you. But do you have like a like a marketing calendar or do you use anything like as far as like I have to do two posts on Facebook, two posts on Instagram a week or how, how do you kind of schedule that and go about it just kind of when it comes to you? When I'm inspired is when it mm -hmm. goes on. <laughs> there are certain things like you'll see my latest post on Facebook are the October stats for my hometown of Scotia Glenville yep. from October. So that's kind of plugged in to the, the first few business days of a new month. You'll see that um, the just listed and just sold are just with the business cycle. The videos truly are when it hits me. Yeah, when I, when I get the inspiration and then I mean, I really do them nine times out of 10. They're just one take and go. Right. Um, yeah. And then just I try to get something onto both Facebook or Instagram, both platforms, get something on minimum three times a week. I'd like to see more consistently four to five. And then and I'm, I'm also using LinkedIn also. Oh, that's great. So you're kind of hitting different demographics on each platform. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think, great. you know, LinkedIn is not, it's not Facebook. Um, so you'll see there that LinkedIn, I am trying to teach them about who you work with matters. And here's why. Mm -hmm. That's that sort of approach. That's great. And I'm sure you probably have learned a lot from that LinkedIn book that you were reading, just kind of the proper way of doing things. And yeah, we're getting there. I'm about halfway through. <laughs> So, so Brenda, you do a lot of video and I know that there's been a lot of people on here before who have said that, you know, they're scared to do video. Um, they don't like how they look. They don't like how they sound. But like, what's some advice you would give to somebody on like recording their own video? Just do it. Honestly, I mean, you will see most of my videos. I am in my car and yeah. I have my sunglasses on. And as I shared at the summit, I often have my sunglasses on because I don't oh. I can't keep track of where I'm supposed to look at the camera. Right. So right. rather than, you know, look like a crazy lady, I'm just like yeah. sunglasses on and whatever. Um, and then I can be looking around what's happening. Um, but again, most times you'll see me in my car, sunglasses mm -hmm. on. That's when I'm doing it. I can pick apart everything that I hate about my face. I can pick apart my voice. But you know what? We're our own worst critic, right? Mm -hmm. um just do it just do it, it gets yeah. easier like anything the more you do it the more comfortable you'll be and be yourself and then when the inspiration hits do it do a video see what clicks what doesn't click you know mm -hmm. i do always try to keep a maximum of one minute because let's face it most people aren't going to watch the whole thing right you know, i'll ask my kids what did you think of the video we didn't watch it. We just gave it a like. You know? Right. <laughs>
you just said, like having that great hook in the beginning. How do you right. feel about that? I think that is great. And that's something that I'm trying to, to change. My habit yeah. was always, hi, Agent Brenda here at the Miranda Real Estate Group. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's, you know, hey, you know what's scary in real estate? And then, you know, they, they know who you are. You're, you're right. on your page, right? right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, that, that hook is important. And putting that hook in, into your text also. Um, That's great. And so I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I, I do have a question. So if you were to do this all over again, come from the healthcare field back into real estate, what are maybe a two to three things that you may do differently that you would have done differently? You know, I honestly don't think I would go back in time and change anything because it all led me to where I am today. Yeah. Um, when I look back, I, I knew the importance then, but I definitely know now the importance of a good mentor, the importance of housing your license with a brokerage that gives you support and training and not mm -hmm. just for the first 90 days, but forever because mm -hmm. growth matters. Mm -hmm. Um, and realizing that you are operating your own business. You're not an employee. And it, it took me far too long to truly understand and embrace that. But you have to know that you're going to be working in your business. You're going to be working on your business. Real mm -hmm. estate isn't something that you should just be interested in. It's something you need to be committed to. This is a big deal. There's a lot that we're doing. We are each CEOs, COOs, marketing directors, um, and then, you know, again, the boots on the ground with our clients, right? So to, to be part of a team, too, that can take some of that edge off, but also realize that your success, it's up to you. There's no magic bullets in this. Yeah, I love that, Brenda. And we do have some more questions. So um, can you please repeat the LinkedIn resource, the book that you're reading on LinkedIn? Or maybe oh hold it. It's downstairs. That's all right. You know what? We'll get. I'll get it from Brenda, I'll and um, I yeah, will. I'll get it for we'll you. add it to um, the the Facebook uh, group page. So I'll get that there. Title and author. Okay. And then um, we had another question here, Brenda, for you. What CRM do you use? Uh, so interesting. I used to use um, Top Producer. I am now using Realty Juggler. So the best CRM is the one that you actually use, okay? Um, Realty Juggler is super, super cheap. I have some promos for free. <laughs> I, I and love, super cheap, can... like, like 15 bucks a month. Um, it's not pretty, but it does everything you need it to. It'll show you open rates on email blasts. You can set up drips. You can, you know, it does all the things it's supposed to do, but at a fraction of the cost. That's so, great. Yeah, right now, that's what I'm using. All right. If anybody has any other questions for Brenda, just put them right in the chat and I will ask her. Um, I guess, Brenda, we're, we're coming down to almost two o'clock now. Do you mind leaving us? Can you share us with one secret um, that has led to your success in this business? I think just just be you be you um, you will find people 
who will make your professional world awesome by just being you. Mm -hmm. um, there are a ton of distractions in our world at large, but especially as real estate agents. I mean, how many phone calls do we get every day asking us to open our wallets for whatever, name it, right? Um, block the noise and just be you. Those would be my two non-secret suggestions. But it's great. It's a great reminder, you know, and people need to hear it because I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so if anyone has any questions or they want to reach out to Agent Brenda, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And I'll put it also in, in the Facebook group um, page, but do you want to let us know, Brenda, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? Call, text, or email 518-527-0800 um, or agentbrenda22 at gmail. Hopefully I'll pick up a few more followers on uh, Facebook or Instagram, agent.brenda. But really, I'm, I'm here to share. Don't be shy. I would love to connect with whoever's out there. Awesome. Brenda, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. You've provided so much value, so much, so many takeaways for everyone. And we just, we just really appreciate you being on the call today and helping us out. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you. You did a good yes. job in Willie's chair. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. And, um, and everyone needs to stay tuned for next Wednesday, too, because we are starting Module 5. I can't believe it. Wednesday, November 9th, we're starting the Contract to Close module. Um, and our first lesson in that module will be seller and buyer transaction process and seller and buyer checklist. So definitely you want to stay tuned. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely stay tuned, guys. And Brenda, thank you so much again. And I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Have a good one. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. Bye, guys.